stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. I uh, wanted to get into this question because I think it's a pretty significant one. We, we've, we know a lot about the devastating impact of FASD and, and how that can uh, affect somebody's uh, entire life, right? It's, it's irreversible and the damage can be considerable. So certainly there's been a lot of emphasis on prevention, helping pregnant women understand the impact of, of alcohol consumption and trying to prevent these cases from occurring. Sadly, they do. And uh, it can sentence these these children to a life of, of challenges. So obviously prevention is and will remain a key component in addressing FASD. But what if we can actually treat FASD? What if we can actually reverse some of the impact of FASD? That would be huge. And we're getting closer to that. There are some, though, who worry that being able to treat FASD might actually undercut prevention strategies that somehow if a message is sent that whatever happens can be reversed does it take away the urgency in trying to prevent it in the first place so i want to find out a bit more about about that tricky ethical question and also a bit more about some of the scientific progress medical progress we're making along these lines very pleased to welcome to the program dr eva riddell or Radai rather uh, david lawrence stein professor of psychiatry at northwestern university professor thanks for joining us here welcome to the program uh, thank you. Uh, so how much progress has been made in recent years on understanding the impacts of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and finding different ways to try to treat it? Well, we have gone a long way from um, understanding at the beginning only um, when we saw uh, signs of facial morpho- dysmorphology and other developmental uh, symptoms, that's when we thought that fetal alcohol syndrome um, is present and the consequences of it. Since then, we understand that it's a spectrum, just like an autism spectrum disorder. Fetal alcohol spectrum disorder uh, is really encompasses uh, a major range of uh, illnesses, really, from disorders, from this fetal alcohol syndrome uh, all the way to cognitive deficits, learning deficits, memory deficits, behavioral problems in children. And since we have been able to do that, we started to... Um, approach this question differently, although we couldn't resolve the ethical problems that you have brought up, how to prevent the occurrence of this actually very much preventable disease. Right. Well, I mean, it certainly is preventable. Nobody disagrees about that. But do you think that that there's any conflict at all in, in addressing the treatment side and still sending a message of prevention? Well, I, I, I 
suffer with that question, actually. I thought about it a lot. And unfortunately, we realized that despite all the efforts and all the warning signs or signs on, uh, you know, alcoholic beverages, everything that obstetricians are saying, same uh, number of women drink during pregnancy than before. Now, partially that may be due to the fact that they drink before they know they are pregnant, but unfortunately the other part of it is that they don't actually believe it or they get opposite information or they are uh, suffering from alcohol use disorder, alcoholism. Mm -hmm. So we had to do something. We can't you know, wait until uh, the prevention is solved means that we are sentencing a really large number of children to a lifelong disorder and and suffering. It's it's between two to five percent of uh, children actually have uh, some level of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Uh-huh. Well, if we're, so dealing, well, yeah, if, if we're talking about addiction uh, and, and women dealing with addiction issues, prevention uh, is, is certainly less than effective then. Right. In some cases, it's definitely that. Uh, so prevention and treatment, I think we have to talk about treatment, whether that's treatment of the woman uh, or treatment of the child, but we have to do something because it's, it's actually a much higher percentage than autism spectrum disorder. And look at how far we come to uh, organize research around autism and trying to come up with uh, treatments for that. So that's what we have to do for fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. And that's really what um, led us to trying to develop these treatments. Right. So you're on the verge of uh, launching a clinical trial uh, on on some of these drugs then, correct? Uh, Hopefully, yes. We we really hope to be able to do that. And uh, the first First one of that would be um, using uh, tyroxine, which is a thyroid hormone. It's a naturally, everybody has it. It's a naturally occurring hormone that unfortunately is, uh, the amount of it is diminished by alcohol uh, consumption of the mother. And the fetus absolutely needs it for its brain development. So if there is less of that hormone, that means that the neurodevelopment of the fetus is going to be impaired, uh, subsequent, uh, subsequently leading to deficits in learning and memory. So that's the clinical trial we hope to conduct and the first small one, that's how it goes. It always goes in baby steps. So the first one we were hoping to do in uh, South Africa, where there is a very large percentage, the prevalence of fetal or spectrum disorder is rather large. But a cure is probably not realistic, right? We're talking about finding ways to, to help these children to reverse some of the, the impacts then. 
what we have done is we used an uh, animal model that is really a very good model of fetal or spectrum disorder. And using that animal model, we were able to reverse the learning memory deficit. Um, that's the consequence of alcohol, mothers drinking alcohol. Whether the same uh, effect, whether the same will occur in humans, we can't guarantee. But we hope that at least attenuate the effect of alcohol. Now, the majority of uh, children who are affected are affected at that level. They have lowered IQ, they have learning memory problems, they have behavioral problems. And of course, there is, uh, it's on a spectrum, as I said. So we don't know how far this treatment can help until we start and, and look at the actual uh, trial. Yeah, well, it's certainly encouraging for sure. Dr. Radai, we'll leave it there. Uh, thank you so much for making some time for us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right, take care. Thank you for having uh, It's Dr. Eva Radai, uh, David Lorenstein, professor of psychiatry, Northwestern University. So sort of at the forefront of, of this research, and there, there have been some exciting findings so far, and, and they want to go further in uh, this clinical trial. So I, I think being able to reverse some of the impacts of FASD would be incredible. That's still a long ways off. There are, though, those who are uncomfortable with the idea. And as Dr. Radai said herself, I mean, it's even something she has struggled with. So does it send a concerning message to a certain subset of the population that it doesn't matter what you do during pregnancy, at least as it pertains to alcohol consumption, because these kids can pop a pill and that'll undo all of the effects? Does it undermine prevention efforts? And she doesn't rule it out, right? So it, it is a difficult question. 403-974-8255 is a number. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.